Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So we're going three, two, one. Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 60. 60 on the ball. Ian Dawes. A mill legend. Thanks for joining us, Dorsey. Hello there. That's all right. No probs. How you been, mate? You good? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, can't complain. Oh, good, good. So I said uh, just off air, we did this before about, I think it was the three-year anniversary of the YouTube channel. We did it before oh, a it? game outside the den. There was people walking past. There was police horses. Yes, no, uh, I remember. I remember doing it and I remember the horses. I, was, I, was, I think we all started to panic that we were going to get trampled on by the horses, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should be good. There's no horses in my front room, mate. So as long as there's, none, right. yours, there's none, none in mine either. So you're all right. <laughs> Brilliant. So obviously, Mill podcast uh, and, and fan channel. And usually we go through the Mill stuff, which we will. But there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about your time at QPR. Obviously, firstly, how did that come about? Queen's Rangers being a boy from Croydon, weren't you? I was from Croydon, yeah. I was actually going to say, would it be okay if I just say something before we get into all the football stuff? Of course it is, mate. Uh, just, just uh, you know, obviously, uh, just to say the sympathy uh, with uh, Bob Pearson's uh, yeah. family um, after, you know, the loss. You know, it's good, good man and a good mm. scout for me all. So, such, a, such a shame. Um, We're going to get into that. And I always, I always call him the Highlander because he seemed like no matter what, Era I interview a Millwall player from, whether it's the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the noughties, he seems timeless, mate. He seems to seem like he was more than a scout. He was just a lot yeah. of players not fully credited. No, no, it was really okay. So and so was the manager, but Bob Pearson was the one who signed me. You know, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he he, he found a lot of players, didn't he? I mean, let's be yeah. fair. Um, yeah. too, probably too many to mention, so we won't we won't do that. But obviously, we got a, a Millwall like WhatsApp site and. So many of them, you know, are on there still, and you know, sending their regards. So, so it's it's, it's good. Yes, yeah, such a shame, mate. And I see, yeah, that, um, yeah, definitely. Not fondly remembered though. And I was pleased myself personally because I heard so much about him through these shows. It fascinated me. And Brian Orn told me a couple of a couple of years ago he's not been too well. Um, and I never ever saw a photo of him. Never, you know, we just hear loads about someone. You just want to know what they look like. But when he obviously passed, sadly, the club posted some. Um, some nice photos of him. There's one of him in the middle of the Doc and George Graham at the, at the ground. Yeah. And 
It's a shame yeah. that people only sometimes get the you know get the credit and the outpouring and love after they're gone, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's 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 to be fair. That's probably that probably is the uh, way it is, isn't it? But, yeah. But I think he's you know a lot of respect from you know, a lot of the players. So, um, mm-hmm. and obviously sympathy for the family. So, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, so. Top man. I think actually there's been. Um, yeah. I see earlier on. I think his grandson posted on Twitter. There's like a like a little funding page or something. So I'll put that in the description below if people yeah, want to donate. That'd be um, nice. Yeah, be good, be good. Getting on to your career. So you started at QPR. How did you make your way over there from? Well, the weird thing was I was just, I started at Chelsea. <laughs> oh, real? Both I of went, London. I went to Chelsea as a schoolboy. Right. Um, and we were at Mitcham at the time. And then they, they sold their training ground to Palace. Yeah. And then we ended up going up to Stanford Bridge and training on the car park. And it was not the best, to be honest. It was awful. <laughs> so for some reason or other, I don't know how, um, but QPR saw me playing in a in a game. And they said, would I like to come to them as a like a schoolboy? Um, so because the Chelsea thing was going a bit rocky and it wasn't so good, I decided then to give QPR a try. Um and it worked out all right in the end. So, yeah, it went well for you, mates. I've done the thing I want to ask you about about QPR. I saw this. I think it got shared on like a an eighties or a nineties podcast that I listened to, and it's a clip from QPR. You was in the room, and they've got like a a mind coach. So you will score with your head. You will do this. He's like in a classroom, and you're all like, "What is? It's like really like new age, obviously in the eighties. Was I asleep? <laughs> 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 yeah, everyone was like, "What is this geezer on about?" And he was like, "Yeah, I think I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't think we were we were into that sort of thing back in them days." To be honest, yeah. um, I think it's more more around nowadays, isn't it? I think, but um, no, yeah, it was quite was, revolutionary for the time. It was, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I can't remember it, but I'm sure I was there. Um, but yeah, I was probably asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> who was your manager at QPR? The manager, when I very first, as a schoolboy, as an apprentice, it was uh, Tommy Doherty. Ah, uh, right, okay. And then he he left, and then Terry Venables came, and he oh. signed me straight away, and then it just kicked off from there, really. What was he like, Terry Venables? Uh, to be fair, uh, no disrespect to any other managers, I would say he was probably the best I played under. Yeah. And he I played under some good well, ones, he? So. He, was, he, was, he was a bit of a crooner, wasn't he? A bit of a crooner. A bit of a singer, wasn't he? He was. He did love all that. Yeah, he was a. He was a definitely a wide. He was a wide boy, um, but he was. You know, he, the the thing with him was he was good with youngsters, but he yeah. was also good with the older ones. You know, the more experienced pros. He he could handle them as well. So yeah, and um, another a teammate of yours, but Loftus Road, David Seaman. David Overlap Seaman, yeah. yeah. What was that like? Play a very young. Yeah, Three pony goal, goal, goalkeeper. Yeah, very good goalkeeper. He wasn't there long, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I think he was only a probably season and a half, and he and he went. So yeah, he went. Good player. Yeah, great keeper, mate. And obviously great. done very well at Arsenal. It's a great start to the to your career. Venables as manager, and then uh, Seaman as your teammate. I suppose it all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> So you left QPR in 1988. You signed for newly promoted Millwall, of course, brought to the club by the dock? I did, yes. Yeah, well, it, it happened, basically. We had a, a pre-season friendly. Right. I think it was just before the season was going to start. 
and uh, unfortunately, like Nicky Coleman got injured, didn't he, in the game? Right. And obviously, I knew Frank McClintock reasonably well, and because um, Nick got injured, they were, sort of, I suppose, after a, a, a left back, so they decided Ooh. to uh, approach approach the club for me, really. So, yeah. So that's how it all started, really. Yeah. Let's clear that one up nice and early because it is in my notes. You said they're looking for a left back, a right-footed left back. A right-footed left back, yeah. They didn't that, know that. You, to be fair, always... a lot of people didn't know I wasn't left-footed. Yeah, no, mate, you was really, really good. And again, all credit to you. It's quite revolutionary at the time. We're like, you was an attacking fullback as well. You cut in, you create a lot of goals, you scored a few goals. Was that, well, how did that come about? You end up playing on the other well, side? Well, it was weird because I think it just started, it started at QPR, to be fair, where obviously we had a guy called Warren Neal. So right. we were, we both came through the, the the apprenticeship route, and he was a right back as well, and it just I don't know there was just there was just a gap because Ian Gillard was sort of coming to his end, and I just thought well well maybe I'll give it a try there as a left back you know see how mm. it goes just to give you know give me a chance really, so yeah just sort of started there and it took over really. Did you prefer it? Yeah, did you find your game was better on the left hand side? Um, I don't know. I because I, I never really played right back very often. I played there a few times, um, and I didn't mind it because obviously you, you're taking the taking the ball on your natural foot all the time, aren't you? Really, as a right yeah. back. Um, but yeah, just it did feel a bit weird playing right back the times I have played there. Oh really? Oh, fair enough. Um, you just sort of got so used to being, you know, on the left hand side, really. So, mm. oh, nice. You signed for a club on the up, promoted to the top tier for the first time in their history. Where was QPR at this point? Were they? Were they? What would now be Championship? Were they top top division as well? They were still in the same flight. Yeah. Oh right. Oh um, yeah, of course. You, you beat them three two, didn't we? At the, at the Dem once. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So, so why did you? I mean. Did Millwall make a good bid for you, or did you? Was you unhappy at QPR? Or just... um, I just wanted to play, um, and I just felt I wasn't going to be playing as much as I wanted to. You know, um, yeah, yeah. it wasn't anything to do with money. To be honest, I wasn't that. I wasn't money orientated. Unfortunately, I probably wish I was now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, and I just wanted to play football, and I just felt maybe I wasn't going to get the chance at QPR like I had been. You know, so yeah, so yeah, so chance came. I mean, I went up to Coventry. Coventry wanted to sign me. That was uh, what I think I went up there really about because at the time Coventry were quite high up then. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was I'm, I'm born and bred in you know in Croydon, so I'm a London boy really. So yeah. so the closer we got to Coventry, it was like, oh no, I don't think I want to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, in a way, the Millwall thing was, was good because it was just down the road, really. 1988 to 1995, 225 appearances, five goals. What was it like, uh, first impressions of the club and signing under the dock? Um, it was totally different, totally different to QPR. Um, the, in, the intensity was was more uh, in the way we played. Um, I remember getting a couple of bollockings a couple of times, so I was trying to play into midfield. And uh, I had Doc shouting at me, no, we, no, no, because obviously we got the two two centre forwards that were, you know, class acts and that, so we wanted to play into them all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was it was it was different in the way they wanted, to, you know, Millwall played and the way QPR played, but you sort of 
but I suppose you got used to it in the end and, you know, got on with it, basically. Yeah. I don't think we was... I know a lot of people said, oh, we was, we was a lumpy and get around the strikers sort of team, but they was that good, weren't they? That It wasn't really... You know, he's missing out the midfield and getting, you know, especially with, with Briley and Erlock there for the knockdowns. It was, it yeah. was and good wingers as well. Was yeah, oh, no, I, didn't mean, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean it uh, like that in, in the aspect that we oh, were no, just I know you did. Up, just up, up, the, up the field. It was, he wanted us to play more into the centre forwards because yeah. they could hold it up. Uh, they could flick it on. Um, I mean, they, was, they were both really good in the air. The centre-halves centre were going up to win the ball with them nine times out of ten it wouldn't go very far it probably just drop down and as you say with with Briley and Terrier a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Look, you know, they were good in that aspect that they they win the next ball and get it out to the wingers. I mean, their crossing was was really good. Callahan, Jimmy Carter, uh, so was it Stevie Lawrence, wasn't it? George Lawrence. Well. George yeah. Lawrence, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, George. Uh, yes, um, so yeah, they were good at getting the ball in the box and to be fair Cascarino and Sheridan were, were fantastic in the air so mm. created so many chances so you signed for a club on the up so I was thinking about this earlier because I've heard some fantastic stories of pre-season tours and Terry Erlock covered in tar drunk on a beach somewhere so when you went to Millwall you had the pre-season tour was that sort of an end of season celebration as well or was it straight into business when you got there I didn't have I didn't have the pre-season with Millwall no. I basically, um, the the game that we played against Millwall at, at the Den yeah. was in the week. I think it was either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And then the first game was on the Saturday. 
Oh, is that? Oh, so, 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 like so basically, I just went straight from QPR to to Millwall. Oh, straight in, no missing. Yeah. You mentioned him at the start of the show. Bob Pearson, did he play a part in you coming to the club as well, or was it all? The I dot? think he was. Yeah, I mean, I knew Bob, and I knew I knew Frank McClintock as well, as well obviously because he was a QPR man, wasn't he as well? Of course, so yeah. Uh, so I knew Frank. So I, I, I remember uh, the the game. We were, I mean, Frank was giving me so much stick from the uh, touchline, <laughs> but I was giving it back. So <laughs> giving you a lot of shit, and then the following week, you're he's your new new guy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So nice one. So 88, 89, first season straight into the deep end. Thirty three games, one goal, and we'll get onto that goal. What was your first impressions of your teammates? At the oh, I thought they were excellent side. Um, Great, great team spirit. Um, their work ethic was magnificent, um, which obviously stems from the management. Uh, and to be fair, the, the players were really good. I mean, it was all the way through the team. I mean, the only thing we probably lacked was depth, which a lot of teams probably going up from the championship are exactly the same now. You know, they, they're, they're starting probably 12, 13 are excellent, but mm. they just haven't got the depth if they get injured. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at all the the players that they had, they, they went, a lot of them gone on and played somewhere else at higher mm. level. Um, so it shows they were, you know, good quality players. Yeah, but I'm not just saying this because you're on. You're obviously really fondly remembered by Millwall fans. And I actually put a, the goal you scored, um, I'll get onto in a minute, on social media. And I said, how much money, honestly, do you think Dawes would be worth in, in today's money? What was the actual fee from QPR? Do you remember? I don't know. I think it was only about 150 or something like that. Really? That's grand, by the way, for the younger players, not the younger viewers, not quid. Um, 150 grand. Mate. I honestly reckon in today's money, you'd be worth nearer 5 million. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go for back. that. Should we try and get a back payment? Yeah, I think I should, shouldn't I? Can you try? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate. So your debut was, was against Aston Villa then? It was, yeah. Aston yeah, Villa was, away, yeah. first game in the top flight, 2 nil up, two goals from Cascarina. I think you had a hand in... You definitely had a hand in one. I had a hand in one. I think it was the second one. Yeah, really um, good goal. Put the cross in and he scored. But I also think I had a hand, something to do with their... First goal as well. I think I was running back. Horney came running out and booted the ball and hit me straight in the gut or on my ass or something. Probably my ass because it was so big. Um, and it went straight straight to their centre forward. He knocked it in. So yeah, so it was a mixed emotions that game. Mm, I think it was Alan. Was it Alan McAnally scored two for them? And I think it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, mate. I think it was. But what I mean, especially so, always have people in and around. I want to get on and. Obviously, where I know Stu and Faye, I knew I could if, get you back on if needed. But when they released the new kit the other week, I don't know if you've seen the new away kit, the yellow kit, really reminded me of that that time, your era, and that, yeah. that, that game and that kit. I've not seen the kit, but yeah, no, it was the yellow kit that we, we, we played in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, fucking love that kit. Loved it. Anyway, um, yeah, so it was a good first season, 10th in the division. We finished. Well, and- we, were, we were at one stage. I think we were... Fifth or third or something like that. Something you know. Yeah. Something really, really mad. I think we went top for like a day or something like that. I think. Well, I think we were very. We were in the top five for quite a good period. Yeah. Um. As I say, I just think um towards the end. I wouldn't say tiredness, but I think it got to us. As I say, because because of the depth in squad, 
Yeah, I think because we were using the same players all the time, it, it, it's a it's a hard hard season. It's a, it was a hard season, and you know the, the teams were good teams. Maybe they worked us out a little bit more second game or whatever. So yeah, we struggled yeah. a little bit towards the end, but but yeah, I mean what a what a what a season it was. What was it like playing at the Den? What was it like? Sorry, playing at the Den. Oh, it was yeah. I, I I loved the old den. I mean, I like the new ground, but the old den was um, something special. I mean, obviously, I went, I played there with uh, with QPR once, and you know, it was like, oh my, oh my god, especially as a fullback. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, especially as a fullback. But just walking out the tunnel, it was like everyone was like over the top of you, shouting at you. Well, I won't say whatever shouting, but um, but yeah, screaming and hollering, and you just thought, oh my god. And then I ended up joining you, so. There you go. There you go. You saw you saw how good it can be from the other side of the fence or tunnel with our fans. Oh, yeah, lovely. I mean, they 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 they're very loyal, aren't they? And and to be fair, I always felt if you gave your all and you tried as much as you could, I think they were with they're with you all the time. You know. Mm. Yeah, you did always give hundred percent, but on top of that, as I said, you was actually a really really good player. Both both no, you was. Predominantly right footed, but you could play with your left. Scored a few goals. Do you remember your first goal for the club? Yeah, um, I can't remember my first one. I remember some of them. Um, but your first what... goal is, is a game. So I put this on social media yesterday. It's a game that I always remember. There's, there's a few I remember from the old day, not loads. We left there when I was 13, but we played Luton at home. Um, and we was 3 0 up after about 25 minutes. I was eight years old. I turned to my old man and I said, I didn't really know the rules. And so I said to him, Well, they stopped this. And he said, look down. I said, what do you mean to stop this? He said, well, they stopped the game early. I, I didn't even know that could be a thing to be 3-0 up at halftime, let alone 20 minutes. Eight <laughs> years old, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, this is it going to stop or are they going to carry on? And he, he laughed at me. But you got, I think it was the uh, third goal. Cali sideways, free kick. Oh, yes. Out yeah. your feet, pass yeah. Leslie in the top bin. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember um, the, the the goals I probably remember more are the, the season that we actually went down. I scored, I think, about three in that season, I think. Four? Oh, was it four? Was it? Oh, sorry, four, yeah. So maybe maybe it was a bit of my fault because I was too far forwards and we're not defending <laughs> enough. I don't know. <laughs> well, funny enough, so you scored that one goal that season and then we'll get on to the... Um, well, let's get on to it now, actually. The, uh, the next season where you just played 46 games and scored four goals. I, know. Then after, I mean, we'll get onto this later down the line. But after that, you never scored again. I didn't know. Obviously, that could be maybe with a change of the manager, which we'll get onto. Um, the favourite person on this podcast, Bruce Rioc. But um, before we get into that, let's talk about <laughs> the 89-90 season. Uh, we, obviously, we went down, but we won three and drew two of our first five games. And after beating Coventry 4-1 at the Den, that's another game I remember because it was my schoolmate Paul Reeves and Matt Blinch joint birthday party before, we were sat third. Yeah, it, I know. Just, um, yeah. it, just went, it just went downhill quite quickly, didn't it? It did, yeah. Now, the Bruce, um, Bruce Rioc era was uh, not not the uh, the best, to be fair. Uh, oh, no, which, was, which was um, weird, because when he first joined, I thought it would be good. Um, I liked the way he wanted to play. But it was just him, just him as a person. He was just a strange, strange man. Yeah, um, you're not alone in saying that, mate. But sorry, yeah, just um, getting back to the season, we went down. Obviously, Doc was in charge. 
And uh, the wheels come off. We lost 5-1 to United. And after that, we beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 on the 23rd of September. And then we only won one more league game, which was in December against Aston Villa. Why do you think things started to go south under the dock? Um, we lost a few players, didn't we? Obviously. Um, Terry, we, Cass. Yeah, which, you know, if you lose you lose people like that, they're, they're irreplaceable, really, to be honest. I mean... You know, we had um, we had the, the lovely Dean Oryx come in, and you know, it was a great. He was a good player, mm. but no disrespect to him, he probably wasn't in the the, the Cascarino and the Sheringham standard, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, so yeah, it was it was difficult, and and I think also if you look at the season before, towards the end, I think teams were were understanding how we played, mm. uh, and I think they they they. The next time we played them in the following season, then they 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 changed the way they played maybe, um, and and we just didn't seem to be able to change our way if that was yeah you know I think we needed to maybe try and play a little bit more football at times, mm. um, but we we just we just couldn't so unfortunately it was a. Uh, not the best of seasons, really. It was a hard. It was a hard season for like fans and and the players, especially after the the season we had before. Yeah, exactly. And then so the Doc loses his job, and then getting back to Bob Pearson, I think he actually took over temporarily, didn't he? Before I think, yeah, he did for a period. I think him and Frank did, didn't they? I think. Yeah. And yeah. Um, was it Frank um, Sibley? Is it Sibley? Oh, I don't know who that is. The guy from QPR. I think he came over. Oh, really? I'm sure, he did. I might be wrong. It's yeah. a long time ago now. My memory is terrible yeah. now. Because <laughs> um, I, I remember um, when Malcolm Allen come on, he said he actually signed under him and Mick McCarthy signed the same day under Bob Pearson. Yeah. Bob, they, they give Bob the money to get a couple of players in, but we couldn't uh, prevent the inevitable when we relegated and never been back since, mate, since that, that time. But funny one I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you talk about earlier, I was playing football in the car park at, you know, um, Stamford Bridge. Just like old school football, like this is the most random thing I've ever seen. So I was looking through the Millwall history site earlier, looking at the games you played and the years you was there, and it said Man City FA Cup, Man City FA Cup, right? And then it said underneath that Man City FA Cup. I was like, what has happened here? Anyway, I've researched it. So we drew at Main Road in the FA Cup, got them back to the den and drew, and then on a coin toss, we won the right to play the second replay. At the den, I didn't even know that was a thing. Back no, I then. didn't know that was. I didn't know that was a thing either. <laughs> That's something well, I've learned. Unless I've got it completely wrong, but I don't think I have. So on a coin toss, so like instead of just a penalty shootout or you know whatever, a coin toss, we played Man City three times in the same season in the wow. FA Cup. Absolute madness. Yeah. But um, we're going to get on to him now, Bruce Rioch. He has not had good coverage on this podcast, even Colin <laughs> Cooper. Even Colin Cooper, who liked, you know, he brought him to the club, said it was very diplomatic. He said he didn't help himself. So Bruce no. comes in, and uh, well, he said you like the way he played. I thought that because you, you was a very well, when, he, when he first when he first came in, the way he was talking, the way he was saying things, and everything like that. It just, I just felt it, it, it would be really good. The football wise, he wanted to play mm. was great. It was just that he just could not uh, motivate players because the way he talked to them and the way he treated them it was um it was all round you know it's just it was just strange it was just strange he was 
I know it's, it's, it's probably sound really petty. I remember Ian Wright doing an article about it um, after he left there, Arsenal. Um, but it was right, you know, you, you, if you come in in the morning and you sort of say to him, morning boss, and he ignores you, then you think, oh, fuck you, basically. Sorry about my language. Right. So then you um, you don't say anything to him the next day and then he'll go to you, oh, morning, Ian. And you're like, well, what the fuck's going on? You know, you just yeah. don't know what's going on. Or you, I, I was playing because Cooper was injured, so I still ended up playing left back and playing a few games. And then all of a sudden, because I think my contract was up as well, so I was going in and speaking to him and saying, you know, can we sort out the contract, blah, blah, blah. And when I went in to see him, and I'd been playing like probably six, ten games before that, went in to see him. The next day, I was not involved with the first team and didn't play the next game. So I was training with the reserves just because I went in to talk to him about a contract. And that's the way he was. He was, yeah. you know, weird. And he wouldn't let us wear jeans to training. Um, I think we have a control thing by the sound. I mean, it was, it was. There's, just very, no, there's absolutely yeah. no need to, to go morning and then like he blanked you. Yeah, like, he Blair. Yeah, what the f- hey, man, and then but the next morning he would then say morning to me, and I'd it's a little be like bit mind oh. games, isn't it? Like a little bit mind games and control. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was strange, and it. Uh, I mean, I was I must admit I was pleased when he went to Arsenal. Not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> like you said though, on the on the flip side, like you said, he the way he spoke and the way he wanted to play, you liked, and we did play some really good football that season. We scored some really good goals as well. We had a good side, and you yeah. were never present. You played forty eight games that season. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's how yeah. you know, stupid it was. You know, I played the majority of the games. I think some of the games I didn't play was a one was because I went to see him just to just, you know, nothing not have not having an argument, just politely talking about my contracts, you know, saying, Oh, I'm you know, I'm playing all the games, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And he was like, No. And say next next and then Steve Harrison next morning would come in and say, uh, uh Dorsey, you're you're with the reserves today. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Strange. Well, two questions there. One of them, you've got, you've got Steve Harrison written here. A lot of the players said he was that he was a good one to have for all the shit you got off Bruce. Not only was he a great coach, Harrison, but he was a bit of a mediator. He softened the blow a bit with the players. He was comical. He was he was hilarious. I mean, it, to be fair, I think if he wasn't there, I think we probably would have rioted and probably, you know, committed harry carry or something it was yeah he was he was he was funny one of the funniest fellas i've i've ever seen in football to be fair we've heard yeah we've heard some great stories you haven't got a, you, we can spare you from telling us what harry got sacked because john goodman's already told us that story but um yeah he was uh but he's a good coach as well wasn't he he was he was a good coach although you know i mean he'll always be remembered for his uh his jokes and things he did but yeah he was a good coach as well did you get your contract sorted in the end then? Um, yeah, once Bruce went, um, as soon as oh, he right. went and then Mick McCarthy took over, I just went in to speak, obviously, because Mick was still there and playing anyway. Yeah. And um, I went in to see Mick and he said, yeah, no, we sorted that out straight away. Oh, hang on. So, so we're, we're, we're jumping well ahead then because that first season, so you, he must have made you on a bit of string about that contract for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was virtually the whole season. Well, and and some I think because it was yeah the ninety ninety one season. This is the season we get to the playoffs against Brighton. This is the season Teddy Sheridan scores forty goals. Yeah, um, 
And then Bruce was still the manager ne uh, next season up until I think about November until he got sacked. Let's talk about Teddy and his 40 goals just quickly. I yeah, mean, everyone no. knows what a player he went on to become, but 40 goals is a couple of hat tricks in there as well. Some going, isn't it? Yeah. No, so yeah, that was the season. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it was hanging on a string, basically. Wanker. What, well, um, the playoffs, Brighton? To, to be fair, we, we, we were disappointed, I think, that we didn't actually go up without having to get in the playoffs, to be honest. Um, we just, I just don't think we performed. We just did not perform in, in the games we, we needed to. That was the problem. Maybe, you know, maybe a bit of pressure. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we were all up for it and all, you know, we all tried our best, but we just mm. did not play to our, the standards that we had set all season, really. I think the damage, a bit of a theme with us on playoffs, the damage was done in the first leg, wasn't it? Yeah, um, no, it was. Was it, it the Goldstone yeah. ground then, was it, I think? I think it was, was it 3-1 we lost? 3-1, but I remember, uh, this is another game I remember as a kid because it was a night game. I'd not been to many night games, but it was end of season, so it was light when I got there. And there was so many people. And I remember tr me trying me trying to, well, if we score one at this minute, score one at that minute. And of course, John McGinn, John McGinley, I was calling John McGinn for sure, uh, got the opening goal. Yeah. Um, what was he like, McGinley? He was supposed to be... I was trying to get him on. He said he'd come on, then he didn't answer the phone. What was he like as a player? He's got a lot of goals, yeah, he was a good player. Yeah, did. John McGinley, he was a good player, actually. He was he yeah. was character as well, but yeah, he was a good player. Yeah. So we had, you know, a decent... decent we, had a, we had a very good side. Um, and as I say, we, we were... I mean, the weird thing was, although we lost 3-1 at Brighton, we still felt confident because we had such a good season that we would do well at the Den, but mm. we were probably worse at the Den than we were at, at Brighton, to be honest. So I think we lost two. We scored first. I think we lost two one that night. We scored first. Yeah, remember a guy called Robert Codner or something. He, I remember him scoring at the cold blow and he ran all the way up to the little section of away fans. Because bringing back some memories for me that didn't know I could remember that far back either. Anyway, so that's like you know we was in the top flight under the dock. Um, he gets sacked, we go down, we have a good bash here the first season. Then in the summer, we must have been pretty fake, like, you know, favourable to go up. And then we sign Alex Ray, Colin Cooper. Uh, we get good youngsters coming through, John Goodman, Andy Roberts. But we just capitulated, mate. It did not go well and Bruce loses his job. Yeah, well, uh, I think, I think to be honest, it was a little bit of um, him, to be honest. I just think the players were not probably playing to their best. Mm. Because um, he just wasn't getting the best out of them. Well, the day he lost his job it was six-one white Pompey. You wasn't in the squad that day. Well, that says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> my, you know, did did did. I'm not saying that I didn't give my all every time I played. I still did, even yeah. under him. But um, it, it's difficult if if you just. It's it's really hard. I mean, it's hard to, to sort of say really how you really feel. You know, when you're getting treated like. Like like that, really, like a piece of dirt, really, at times. Yeah, um, it's so but... strange because you you hear sometimes about um, you know players, the manager wants them out the door, so they'll make them train with twenty threes, or they'll they'll do this and do that and make them come in early and leave late. But you actually played like eighty odd games under Bruce Rehock straight, <laughs> so you wouldn't treat your your first. I mean, you wouldn't treat anyone like that personally, I wouldn't. But to do it to your, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet every week. 
Yeah, no, it was, it's, it, it was bizarre. I remember, I remember one game I had. Um, I think it was not long after that with the Steve Harrison where he came and said, "Oh, you're with the reserves." Um, but I think the following following week, I was I was invited. Obviously, trained again with the first team, and I and I was told by the physio, "You're you're playing," not by the manager, but by the by the physio, because I always used to clean my own boots, so I used to bring them in. So he said, "Oh, don't forget your boots, will you?" So I turned up, and he's gone. Have you got your boots? I went, "No, why?" To the physio, and I thought, oh, "I can't do this to the physio." I said, "Yeah, I have." But he, but he never actually ever spoke to me and said, "You know, you'll be playing." I'd, yeah. I'd gone from one week to not being with the first team, and then the following week, I was back back playing again. It's just strange. I was say, I don't yeah. think he was alone in that. I remember, I mean, literally everyone we've had on didn't like him, and I remember I can't remember who told us. I think it might be Brian Orn that they think I think was it Bruce Real actually had a punch up once at half time of Paul Kerr in a change room or something like that. Just I, don't, you... I don't remember that, but yeah, I could imagine Hawney. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it, Hawney. So, Bruce sacked. Um, you obviously wasn't in the squad that day. That was a long time ago. Do you remember, like, hearing the news or...? Um, to be fair, I was... I think I smiled quite a bit after that, I think. That was... I mean, obviously, I didn't know Mick was going to get the job straight away, but I, yeah. it was just the weight off my shoulders. Although, as I say, I was still playing. And I played majority of the, the games. Um, it's just just that you know that him knowing he's not going to be there and it takes a lot of pressure off of everything else, really. Yeah, exactly. You can start properly enjoying your football again, and uh, not have people fucking blank me in the corridor anymore. That's just strange. That, but so Big Mick comes in, um, first job in management. He's still still going strong. I think enough he's in work at the minute uh, in management, but he's still doing punditry and bits and bobs. He had a great career as a manager. He, to be fair, he was um, he did really well. Um, he took yeah. to it like a duck to water, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I, I I I thought he was really good. I mean, as I say, Terry Venables, yeah, my my favourite, but um, Mick wasn't far behind, to be honest. Oh really? What was it? What was the transition like for you? Like, well, it must be um, difficult for him. But one minute he's your he's your teammate, next minute you got to call him Gaffer. To be fair, easy really. Um, yeah. Because, because as I say, we had virtually we'd, we'd all played played with each other. Um, mm. I just think it's sometimes easier because you you know what he's like, you know what to expect from him. And as a as a player and a manager, he always wanted to win. Um, so yeah, no, he was he was good, and and he actually turned the team around, and we actually played some. I thought some really good football. His first full season, our last season at the at the old dead. I rem- I know we didn't finish in the playoffs but I just remember it that's the first time I used to see us properly on telly quite a lot on a Sunday we scored loads of goals Morley and Goodman um, you know we six and five Watford we beat uh, we beat the enemy 2-1 at home which is always a good game to yeah. win um, he was playing really well under Mick scoring a lot of goals weren't we yeah to be fair we were uh, we were disappointed we never went up um, um, to be honest I mean we were say beating teams for fun a lot of the times mm. and uh we just didn't sustain it really that was the only thing you um do you think it might have been something to do with maybe not subconsciously like the the awareness of hang on we're changing ground after all these years we're going to a new stadium was it unsettling i suppose it wasn't really for a player was it um i don't i i, I wouldn't put it down to that really um i don't mm. think it was i mean it was it was difficult in the aspect that 
Um, I think when the for, it's probably worse for the fans to be honest because I, I felt at the old den they knew where they were, whereas when they yeah. turned up to new at the new ground at the new den, it was sort of well, where do we go? Where should we stand? Um, what should <laughs> we do? You know, so I, I felt sorry for the fans a little bit to start off with. When you said you got your contract sort of Mick, what was that another? Was that a three-year deal or something like that? I think, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think a three, three year, something like that. So it sort of took me to the end of my career, really. A couple of things I want to ask you about from the, that season. Uh, of course, the last ever game at the Den, which we'll get on to. But before that, the 2-1 win over West Ham. I don't know if you I forgot to send you the photo, sorry, but um, it'll appear on the screen during the edit. Uh, a a, a fracas, should we call it? All the players. And you're, you're, in the mic of, you're in the middle. Malcolm looks like he's absolutely fuming, but... A day you will remember, surely, is the um, the last ever one at the Den. The last ever game at the Den. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, am- amazing. Um, the atmosphere was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Shame the result didn't go away. We lose to Bristol. No, Road but that's, that's football, unfortunately, isn't it? It was, uh, never never does go the, the way it should, does it, after time? So, no, especially yeah, with us, actually, mate. Just to actually play there and be part of that was uh, was amazing. Nice. So we moved to the new day in 93-94. You only played 23 games this season. Um, was there injuries involved or was that? Yeah. yeah that was... like the emergence of Ben Thatcher as well? Yeah, well, um, no, to be fair, I think it was more more me. More me with my um, my knee, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of coming to the stage where it was, I'd have a, like a arthroscopy and then miss a few games and, be back again and play in and sort of feel like it'd go go again. So, so yeah, was it? it was more. Was it your knee? more sorry, what was it with your knee? Uh, it was just wear and tear, basically. The um, basically the cartilage had, had, was wearing away. All oh, right, okay. It caused you that caused you a lot further problems. It did, yeah, yeah. So it's running down all them touchlines, mate, flying past fullbacks. Um, <laughs> So, did you play in the um, the Sporting Lisbon game? In the Sporting Lisbon game, I think I did. Yes, I yeah. think. Bobby Robson was there, manager. A young Luis Figo playing for Sporting Lisbon as well. Yeah, I can't remember it, but I'm sure I did play in it. I'm sure I did. As I say, I'm terrible at remembering things now. <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Um, uh, what was going to say next? Oh yeah, so we did. Um, yeah, you didn't play. You didn't play in the playoffs that side, that season either. Was, you might have been uh, no, again. I missed it. No, that was, that was again. That was through the injury. So, so that was, as I say, disappointing as well because we uh, we probably should have won that as well. Yeah, and uh, you missed the Boxing Day game against Crystal Palace. The old Etienne Rivera overhead kick. Remember him? Et, he's been on. Yeah, that. always disappointing. Disappointing to miss the Palace game, being that I was sort of born around that around Crystal Palace era. Area. So, yeah, was you a so, Palace fan growing up? Um, was I a Palace fan? No, I wasn't. No, I knew I knew a lot of Palace fans. Um, I, rem- I always remember my my warm ups at Palace were were very strange. They were basically just stretching on the touchline, talking to people I knew in the stands, basically. So, so yeah, it was a it was a different warm up then. And uh, one game we did play in that season was uh, one of probably the biggest one from the uh, new stadium at the time. We lost to Arsenal in the FA Cup. One nil. Yes. Yeah. Was that? Was that the? Was that? I'm trying to think. Was that the game where 
Les Bryant. No, it wasn't Les Bryant. He hit the scored goal. He did score a goal against Arsenal. In that was in, the uh, that was the League Cup. We seem to play Arsenal every year in whatever cup. But we that did, was the didn't League we? Cup at, um, at the uh, Highbury. But yeah, this one was at the Den. And they beat us one nil late. Late doors. I can't remember who scored for them that day. But you had a couple of encounters with Ian Wright later on in the uh, cup matches in the season after as well. There's another yeah. photo of you actually. I will put it on the screen now. I, again, I couldn't find it this morning, but. You, um, you, Casey Keller and Ian Wright, you look proper angry at Ian Wright for whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think he kicked me. I think I've got that. I think my um, my kids have got that picture as well, I think. Um, and I, I know I've got it somewhere. I think I was just like pointing at him and having a go at him, I think, if I remember rightly. So. Yeah, I think, actually, I think I see your boy Stewie um, share it on... Uh, on his social media not too long ago. But, uh, yeah, so moving into the 94-95 season, it's your last season at the club. Um, you only play 18 games this season. Was it was the injuries just niggling Yeah, no, my, unfortunately, my knee was sort of, you know, I'd be sort of come back, have a have a clean out and come back again. Um, I had the uh, specialist say to me, uh, this is the last time we're going to do this. Um, he said, you know, what what are you thinking of doing when you finish your career? I was sort of uh, draw dropped and sort of thinking, oh my god, what am I going to do? Um, so yeah, so it wasn't a wasn't a good 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 thing to hear. But um, as I say, I played still played eighteen games. Uh, Mick Mick was good in the fact that um, sometimes we'd have sort of two games a week, or if he'd bring me off with. You know, sent with twenty five minutes to go or things yeah, like that, so I could well. get through. So uh, training, training, I didn't train as much as I was. I was cycling, swimming, and then doing the odd training session here and there. So, so yeah, so I wasn't um, doing as much training and things like that really either. So, how old was you at this point? How what? Sorry, how old was you at this point? Roughly, do you remember? Um, I was only. Coming up, to, I was 32 when I retired, so yeah, 31, 32. Well, yeah, not too bad. You had, you had a, yeah, so you had a good, you had a good old go, it mate, didn't you? So 500. Well, games, yeah, I, had a go. I mean, it could could have been a, you know, it could have been a lot worse. I look back at, you know, when I first joined Millwall with, you know, Nicky Coleman, how, you know, he he done his cruciate uh, ligaments and that, and never never played again. So, so you know, but in in that way, I was I was lucky. It was sort of later on in my career rather than you know when Nick Nick started out so yeah and then say like you didn't play as many games in your last season however what a way to bail out you, you know you was involved in that cup run we beat well, Chelsea. That, was, that was the thing I mean it was it was a shame in the way because we we played Chelsea in the I think it was a replay wasn't it in the week on the Tuesday yeah you got and, substituted didn't you well I got substituted yeah uh which was was fine because I because I, I remember warming up and like struck kicking the ball and I was I, I was in pain with my knee at times and I felt should I should I be out here um, but I didn't I don't think I let anyone down and I think I still put in a decent performance but um, yeah I, I knew there was it wasn't right um, but then obviously we we won and then. The, the Saturday was the next round of the FA Cup and it was against QPR. Um, so I was sort of, I had three days to try and sort of get my knee down because it just swelled up basically. Um, but unfortunately, I, I I couldn't. I just felt it was probably the wrong thing to do to, to play. 
which was disappointed because it would have been a fitting way to finish, being that I played against Chelsea, who I started with, and then it would have been QPR and Millwall. So, um, but yeah, no. Looking back at it, I wish I had sort of played now because we were yeah. awful against QPR. <laughs> as soon as you think, yeah, I just think of Damien Webber conceding that penalty. But that was so. That so for those who don't know, that game against Chelsea, I think I'm right in saying that was your last ever appearance. Yes. Yeah, so it was a shame. Obviously, injury stopped you, but when you can say people, the last ever game I played for me all was the penalty shooter. That was chaos, wasn't it? That night. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's not it's not a bad way to go out against Chelsea. So. No, um, definitely not, mate. And then what you just saw, you just saw the rest of your contracts out injured. Um. Well, basically, I think they 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 paid paid me off. I think. Um, oh, and then that was it. Then really, I you know. I was hoping to try and sort of maybe get involved with the youth team um, because Tom Mm. Wally was there and I was sort of joining in with the training and things like that. Um, And then I think Tom was, Tom, I think, went back to Watford. um, And I think he did say to to Mick about maybe giving me a a chance to, you know, take over and everything. But I think uh, Mick decided not to. Um, I don't know why. Um, But... It is what it is, you know. Um, he obviously had reasons that he didn't, but it was disappointing in that aspect that I didn't get the chance, but it would have been nice to have had a go. Mm. Um, but never, never mind, one of them things. Are you still involved, man? I was going to ask you if you go down to them, but I know you do because I've seen you down there a couple of times. Yeah, I've been down there a few. I haven't been um, for a while, to be, to be fair. I keep meaning to. Um, mm. I probably will go... Um, this this year at some point, uh, obviously probably go with my son, no doubt. Super Stew, yeah, he he's a he's a mad mad Millwall man. So. Yeah, he is. He absolutely loves it, doesn't he? Top man he is. So I always ask these questions at the end. I'm going to add one into that actually. What's the the three best players you've played with? <sighs> is this at Millwall? Yeah, go on then. We we'll do Millwall. All right, at Millwall, three best players. Okay. Well, you've got to put Teddy, I would say, in amongst that. Yep. Um, and I don't think he, this this guy got as much credit as he probably should have, but I would say Terry Herlock. Yep. And let me see, who else would I put in there? Yourself? <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't put myself there. Uh, nowhere near. Um, there was. I'm trying to think who I, who else. I, I mean, to be fair, I would probably say Cascarino. Yeah, Cas. Um, I mean, there was. We had some. We had some good players um, in at the New Den that season with Alex Ray, people like that. Um, mm. But yeah, I think. I think to be fair, I'd go Cascarino, Terry Herlock, and Teddy Sheringham. To be honest. Nice. What about some? You know, if you could. I know you was at the club a long time. A standout memory from your time at the club? Standout memory. Um, I would say probably the last game at the Den, without a doubt. Although, obviously, I hadn't been there that long. Um, it's still a memorable memorable occasion. And probably, actually, the first game at the new Den, because, obviously, that's a new, totally new ground. And um, that was probably spectacular. In, 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 in that aspect as well. So, yeah, them, them two probably. Um, and also probably my first ever game for QPR 
probably. Rather than away. <laughs> oh, Millmore. Uh, there you go. So nice, nice uh, local derby. <laughs> <laughs> um, the question I always finish with, if you could meet up tomorrow with three of your ex-Millwall teammates, you can have a game of golf, you can go do, go to the pub, do whatever you like, but which three would you take with you? Well, I meet, I meet up, we, I still play golf with Phil, which I think you know because you spoke to him not long Phil ago. Phil Barber, yeah. Uh, Phil Barber. Um, who else? I wouldn't. I don't think I would play golf with Teddy Sheringham because I think he's too good. Um, <laughs> I think there's quite a lot of them are too good. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's a hard one because there's only three. Um, who was your closest to at the club, really? Yes. The closest probably is, is Phil, really. Um, I mean, I don't, to be fair. I mean, I we got a WhatsApp group, uh, Millwall WhatsApp group, by any really to sort of watch, watch and look, see what's going on and laugh. Because a lot of them are there from when they all very first started. So they're all very friendly with each other and they know each other so well. But, you know, it's quite humorous and... I quite enjoy watching them and seeing what they're saying and, and all things like that. So, so yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's hard to, to pick another two other than, you know, realistically, me and Phil knew each other quite well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all that, really. So, we definitely know Bruce Riot won't get the invite, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't, no, I probably wouldn't go with Bruce Riot. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, listen, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on again. Thanks for coming back and uh, doing the longer formatted one. Really enjoyed no the time. Thank, thank you. Take care. Cheers, Dorsey. Thanks, mate. Bye, mate. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.